you have something to be thankful for, just open up your mouth and praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. We thank you for being here with us this morning. And if you're joining with us, we thank you for joining in with us. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. If you're happy to be here and you're glad to be alive, just make some noise in the house one time. Hallelujah. Good. And your mercy endures forever. 
know he's good. You want to just lift your hands and tell him how good he is. Lord, you are good. Say, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. And his mercy does endure forever. Hey, you are good, God. You are good, God. You are good, God. You are good, God. So we lift your hands, our hands, and tell you, you are good, God. Yes, you are, yes, you are, you're good. You are good, and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are good and your mercy is forever. Hallelujah. Help us say you are you are Say hallelujah. You are good and your mercy is 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. Revive us again. We say hallelujah. Thine the glory. Hallelujah. Thy the glory revive us uh, one more time, hallelujah, thy the glory, hallelujah, amen, yeah, hallelujah, thy the glory. Great job God is doing through them. Let me remind you this coming Sunday is going to be our Mother's Day. Let's come out and celebrate with all of our mothers for all their sacrifice and all their work for the family, for the children. Also, I want to remind all of you, we have uh, an opportunity to give for, for the construction of our youth complex. Uh, we have the property next door ready to go. The only thing that they're waiting on is money. So I invite all of you to find some way or the other to give for a worthy cause. I believe God is pleased for us to bless our young people. I believe God is pleased to keep our young people out of the street. And I believe heaven will be pleased if we keep young people out of jail. So we need your help. It's a good opportunity to invest. Uh, there's, an, uh, there's a group we call the Pastors Club. That's just an opportunity to give. And you can give if you want to be a gold member. That's $1,000. If you want to be a silver that's 500 that are silver members. If you want to be a wood member, <laughs> that's 
That's 100. Amen. And if you want to be a clay member, thank God for all the clay members too. That's $50. And, and if the Lord has pros, prospered you, you want, to, you want to go beyond gold. Amen. Every day I look at the gold members and I say, Lord, I thank you. And I heard somebody share with me yesterday. We were dedicating their homes, you know. I've been doing a lot of house dedication lately and automobile dedication. It's a blessing to be blessed in the middle, in the middle of pandemics. And, and the couple shared with me, Pastor, the truth be told. Uh, this is where we were before we joined Zion Hill. But ever since we joined Zion Hill, God has been blessing us. And I like the way he illustrated to me. He said, Pastor, we had a house before we joined Zion Hill. He said, you can touch the ceiling. He said, but once we joined Zion Hill, he said, look at what God has done. He, he pointed out to the, to the ceiling. He said, you can touch. I said, I never thought about that. Uh, giving is receiving. Especially when you know the purpose for which you're giving. And this is not one church where you're giving. And 20, 30 years later, you haven't seen the building. And so... No, we have plenty of evidence in this house. Thank God for all the leaders, the deacons and deaconesses. If we tell you we're going to Carfax, you start parking. We will go to Carfax by the grace of God. So please feel free to join. And we believe in God for everyone. Not only are you supporting a worthy cause, I don't mind confessing to you, I pray for all those that give. I'm obligated to do that. So uh, they send me the list, I know exactly who they are, and then I begin to ask God to prosper them, to increase them. You know why? Because I want people to see that serving the Lord pays. So that's the will of God for us. Amen. Thank God for those of you who are here for prayer this morning. We appreciate Pastor Dayton and the rest of the crew. We love you all. Thank you for praying for the saints. Please, if you have your Bible with you, uh, let me invite you to turn to the book of Jeremiah. Glad to see Reverend Greg Tenney with us. Amen. If you're able to stand for the reading of the word. The book is Jeremiah. Chapter 33. Verse number 3. Amen. Jeremiah. Praise God. 
Jeremiah is somewhere in the middle. If you're at the back of the Bible, uh, <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 33, verse number 3. If you find it, please say amen. amen. The Bible says, call upon me and I will answer thee. I can stop there and preach. You see, if you call unto me, I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things which you've never known before. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, it's a privilege to talk with you. Every time we talk with you, our burdens are lifted. Every time we talk with you, our body is healed. When we talk to you, Holy Spirit, we thank you the blessings comes down. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for the opportunity to ask for forgiveness of sins. Lord, we ask for your continued blessing upon this church, upon every member of this church. Lord, we ask you to forgive us every wrongdoing, every mistake. We pray that your will and your purpose be fulfilled in our lives. Bless the teaching and the preaching of the word. When you bless it, I know your people will be blessed. Use me as a channel of blessing to somebody this morning. And, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, I have been teaching a series of sermons on how to. That simple phrase is very important in Christendom because there are many promises and many blessings that God is committed to, but you have to know how to tap into that resources. You have to know how to fix your car. It's good to know that. It's good to know to do things. So in the spirit world, we have a lot of how to. How to be saved, you need to know that. How to be healed when you're sick, you need to know that. How to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How to be delivered from any addiction. I can go on and on. There's so many how-to in the Word of God. How to prosper and be of good health. 
So that's what this series is about. This past Sunday, I share with you how to be healed. Today, I want to focus on how to pray. It is very, very important that you, that you and me know how to pray. Somebody may ask the question, what's the big deal about praying? I thought you could just get up and run your mouth. But let me submit to you, there are some things that would not change in your life and my life without prayer. Did you hear what I said? There are some mountains that would never move until you pray. So that makes prayer very important. So it's important that we know how to pray because prayer changes things. Am I right about it? The Bible is full of people like you and me who prayed and they get results. David was one of those. He prayed to God and God answered his prayer. You remember Jonah. He prayed in the belly of the whale. And guess what? God answered his prayer. You remember a sister by the name Hannah. She was barren. She got tired of being ridiculed, being talked about. She prayed that God would bless her with her own child. And guess what? God answered her prayer. You remember Ezekiel. In the valley of dead bones, he prayed to God, and God allowed dead bones to get back to life. I can go on and on. The Bible is full of examples of men and women that they prayed, and God answered their prayer. You also need to know how to pray and get results. How to do things is very, very important. One time, one of my automobiles broke down on me, and I had no clue what to do. And bless God, I called one of my deacons. I said, Deacon McClendon, do you know how to? And sure enough, he came back and he solved the problem. It's a dangerous thing to be going through life and you don't know how to get your blessing. Paul and Silas locked up in jail. They prayed unto God. And guess what? God answered their prayer. I can go on and tell you examples after examples after examples of men and women that prayed to God and they got results. 
That's my desire for every member of this church. That when you speak, all of heaven will listen to you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Am I still in the book? The Bible says if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be opened unto you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all your cares upon him. The Lord said he cared for you. That's a good place to shout amen. The book of Psalms chapter 50, verse 15 says, Call upon me and I will answer. Ain't that something? Psalms 145 verse 18 say, the Lord is near to them that call him. <laughs> I mean, the Bible is so full of evidence. God saying over and over again, if you would just learn to pray, everything will be all right. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, he said, be careful. About nothing. But in everything, by prayer, supplication, <laughs> with thanksgiving, that's right, let your requests be made known unto God. So over and over again, you cannot read the Bible and miss the call for prayer. So what is prayer if it's that important? I'm glad you asked. Let's just keep it simple today, you know. I don't like for things to be complicated. I don't want to come here speaking Greek and Hebrew. I study and then I come and break it down so that all of us can be on the same page. Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is simply talking with God. It cannot be simpler than that. The question must be asked, when was the last time you talked with God? How often do you talk with God? Do you even know how to talk with God? The how-to is very important. Many people don't get a job because they don't know how to talk. There's a way you dress for interview. <laughs> There's how to conduct yourself during the interview. So you need to know how to pray. What is prayer? Prayer is simply connecting with God. I couldn't think of any illustration. Think of your cell phone. That little instrument in your hand can do a lot of things. Am I telling the truth this morning? With a little cell phone in my hand, I can reach all my kinfolks in Africa. 
in matters of seconds. Thousands of miles apart from each other. But thank God for cell phone. With that little cell phone, I can do research. Everything I want to know. If I want to know where you live, I can find out. If I want to track you down, <laughs> hallelujah. That little cell phone, if I want to watch video, I can do it. That cell phone is so powerful. But guess what? If that phone is not connected to power source, it is totally useless. If that cell phone is not connected to power source, it doesn't worth a dime. If that cell phone is not plugged in into a source of power, I won't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, life is just like that. Your life, my life is like a cell phone. If it's not connected to the power source, it's useless. I hate to tell you, I don't like to be negative when I preach, but a lot of people are living a useless life. Why? Because their life is not connected to the power source. Ladies and gentlemen, not only do you have to be connected to the power source, you see, that's, that cell phone needs to be connected to the power source daily. I don't know about you. I have a cell phone that is loaded with memory. I'm not saying that to brag. It's just the nature of my job. I stay on the phone 24 hours. So I need my phone to work. Not only do I have a lot of power and capacity, I have extra pack of power to my cell phone. So I never run out. That's right. But guess what? Even with all of that, every night, if I mistakenly fall asleep, I'll get up in the middle of the night to plug that phone to power source. Am I telling the truth? Why? Because without that, it won't last through the day. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a dangerous thing to be a child of God, but you are powerless. The problem with us as Christians, we pray only when we need God. We pray only when we need something. Can you imagine in a relationship, sisters, work with me. God delivered me from a man who only called me when he needs something. 
No woman likes that. I can't get an amen, but I'm telling the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, my message to you is that your prayer must be a daily routine. Not only when you need something. Not only when you're in crisis. It must be a daily routine. Prayer is your connection with God. Prayer is how you plug in to the power source of the Holy Spirit. The fundamentals are there. You remember a familiar scripture, Second Chronicle or First Chronicle, chapter seven, verse fourteen. It says, "If my people." who are called by my name, will humble themselves. Notice those four things. Humble yourself. The second thing, pray. See, that's how important prayer is. You got to pray. The third thing, he says, seek my face. The fourth thing, say, turn from your wicked ways. Then he said, I will hear you, I will forgive you, and I will heal. Some scriptures say, I will restore. Ladies and gentlemen, let's look at each of those quickly. You know, the first thing it tells you to do, if you want to know how to pray, you must humble yourself. Too many Christians are full of themselves. I know you're the best. I know you're the bomb. You say, hey, pastor, you just don't get it. I have 20,000 followers on my Facebook. I am very popular, well known. I know you're all that. But God is saying, I thought you are my follower. You're busy thinking of people who follow you. But God wants you to be his follower. God is saying to you and me, I have a plan for you. That plan is good. That plan is not to hurt you, but to give you an expected end. But have you checked God's feeds for today? If you're going through life, and you don't know the plan that God has for you because you are so consumed about people who are following you. You can miss out in life. When you come before God, ladies and gentlemen, God really don't care about your prestige. He don't care about all these accolades you got. God doesn't care if you're the richest person. God doesn't care if you're the brightest person or the most pretty person. When you come before God, you have to humble yourself. Many people's prayer died right here. There's no spirit of humility. 
People will even have the audacity to tell me, Pastor, I just don't feel like praying. Really? You have to humble yourself. Prayer is not an option. Not only do you have to humble yourself, you said the next thing, you have to pray. That means if you go throughout the week and you're not praying, you're exposed. Exposed to what? You're exposed to the devil to slap you around. And I hate to tell you, I watch so many good people being slapped around by the devil. And you can tell their prayer life is wobbling. Brother Pastor, yes, God said we should pray, but why should we pray? Let me tell you quick, quickly three reasons why you should pray. Number one, you pray to invite God into your business. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart, and I'm knocking. If you will open, if you will invite me in, I'll come in. Well, that lets me know God would not kick your door open. God would not force himself upon you and me. The Holy Spirit is a true gentleman. He said, I stand by the door. So my wife and I, we have a habit of going to visit people at the hospital and we would knock, and she wants to go in. I say, baby, oh, no, no, no. Hold it. You just knock, and then let's stand right here. If they want us to come in, somebody will say, come in. That's how God is. He will not force himself on you and me. He will not break the door. But if you invite him, it will come in and serve with you. Why do we pray? To invite God. You invite him, Lord, I need you to come help me. Lord, I need you to come lead me. Lord, I need you to guide me. Lord, I need you to direct me. You know how we sing that song, Lord, be a fence around me? Every day. I want you to protect me as I travel along the way. I know you will. I know you can. Lord, help me fight my battle. Keep me still, oh God. <laughs> See, you are inviting God. That's why I tell people, don't, don't just sing. Pay attention to the details. One of the things I appreciate about um, a musician here, they don't just teach you harmony and stuff. They invest the time to explain to you, this is what you are saying. This is what this song means. If the song don't mean nothing to you, it won't mean nothing to anybody. Prayer is what 
you do to invite God into your business. The problem with many of us, we invite God to be saved. But once we are saved, we don't invite God no more. That's right, Reverend. Fellowship. You remember when Adam and Eve was in the garden. The Bible records every day they had fellowship with God. Every day. Now we have a, a bunch of Christians that goes for days without making connection with God. God wants to be your GPS. You know how we sing, he's Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. He wants to be your Lord. More than just being your Savior, he wants to be your Lord. When you don't pray, you are telling God, I don't need you. And I hate to say, I hope nobody in this church will be going through week after week saying by their action, I don't need God. Why do we pray? A second reason why you pray is to have one-on-one -on -one time with God. I've got five children. My best opportunity with them is when I take one of them, especially those girls. I say, let's go on a date. I want to show them how a man should treat a woman. I mean, it's the best time of my life. I mean, they, they live in a rush. In the country, they run to the cars. No, 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 baby. Let me get that for you. You learn to spend time with God one-on-one. -on -one. You get to dialogue with him. I say dialogue, not monologue. Many of our prayer now has become like a drive-by shooting. Pa pa pa. Well, let me say drive through then. <laughs> Just a quick thing, you're done. You didn't hear a thing from God. You didn't spend time of worship with God. And then you wonder, Pastor, why am I not getting answers? When I talk about drive-by or drive drive through kind of prayer, uh, an example will be you just, you, you, you get on the phone with God, Lord, bless me. Lord, heal me. Lord, touch me. Lord, give me. Uh, give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me another one. That's a drive-by. <laughs> That's not relational. That's very transactional. God wants to relate to you and me. True prayer life requires dedication. 
True prayer life requires meditation. You remember in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, it said this book of the law. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate. See, meditation takes time. That's not drive through. That's not drive by. Meditate upon it. Day and night. Be careful to do what it says. He said, then you will make your way prosper. Then you will find good success. So how to do it is spelled out. We just need to pay attention. It's not going to be a quick rush through. And I'm always amazed how people will be trying to rush through when you don't even have an emergency. You have time. You go to the movies. You sit down there for almost two hours watching somebody lie to you. But now you're talking to the creator of heaven and earth, the maker of all things. And you're rushing. It takes discipline. It's just like exercise. My wife always teach me, will say, it takes discipline. I hate to exercise. Don't tell nobody. I really do. But my wife will say, you need to do this. It takes discipline. And when you begin to try it, after a while, your discipline turns into a desire. And I hear the Lord say, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, whatsoever you desire. When you pray, is a believe, you will receive. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, for many of us, our physical body is in better health than our spiritual body. Did you hear what I said? It is very sad that our physical body is in better shape than our spirit man. Why should we pray? I told you, it's your way of inviting God into your business. I told you, it's your way of having one-on-one time with God. The best part of any relationship is not one-on-one. But really, the truth be told, it's what you do during that one-on-one. You talk, the quality of it, that's right. You talk together. You spend time together. Quality time. Ladies and gentlemen, another reason why you pray is because prayer is your weapon. The truth be told, you got to fight. The Bible says, fight the good fight. That's right. He said, the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal things. There are things God has in stock for you. It won't happen until you pray. So don't miss out in life. And then after you die, 
you, there you see all the blessing that God had in stock for you, but you never claim it. The Bible gives you another opportunity to bind and to lose. When I say you bind something, that means you disallow something from happening. When I say you lose something, that means you allow something to happen. He said, behold, I give you power. He said, behold, I give you authority. You just don't get used to sickness. You say, in the name of Jesus, I bind you, cancer. You say, I disallow you. And folks be telling me where uh, uh, my mama died of cancer. My grandmama, I said, that, that no, that's no good history. When are you going to break that curse? You got the authority. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that we as children of God, we hang up our weapons. Instead of learning to use it, we just hang it up. So this year, I'm challenging all of us. You and me need to bind some things. There are some things, ugly, that is trying to creep in. You got to bind it. You got to disallow it and say, not up in here. There are some things you have to lose. Amen. We were having a neighborhood meeting one day, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. They knew I'm a preacher. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. I live here. I told them the amount of my investment in the neighborhood. I said, no, 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 I don't need no matter for this. We got to bind that devil. Everybody looking around and saying, huh, what did he say? <laughs> there are some things you don't have to allow. He said, I give you authority to tread upon scorpion. Yes, sir. Every devil trying to mess with your soul. What am I trying to tell you? The Bible says every knee shall bow. Am I right about it? The Bible says every tongue must confess. The Lord is in charge. Exercise your authority. Even when, uh, when you begin to have crazy thoughts in your mind. Have you ever noticed sometimes your mind just be, be cooking some crazy stuff? You've got to bind that devil. Not only do you have to humble yourself, not only do you have to pray, he said, seek my face. And seeking God's face, he didn't say, look for me. There's a difference between looking and seeking. 
You ever lost your car keys? Maybe I'm just talking about my own self today. Here you are, you're getting ready to go to work. The clock is ticking and you can't find the keys. <laughs> and all of a sudden your blood pressure. <laughs> because you got something to do. So you start moving. You, you're moving. You, you, you're searching everywhere. You're looking around. You're desperate. You're passionate. And you won't stop until you find it because you still have to go. You're not walking. <laughs> now, that's how you seek. When was the last time in your prayer life that you are passionate about it? I mean, everybody here knows I like Shirley Williams singing. You know why I like her singing? Because she's passionate about it. People know I love Dayton Williams to pray for me. Not because the rest of you can pray, but Dayton get excited about it. He's passionate about it. Why do you think LeBron James is king in the, in the field? He's passionate about it. Do you think LeBron James only shoot the basket once every month? No. If you are passionate about something, you go after it. Every opportunity. You don't care who is looking at you. You don't care he say, she say, they say. It don't matter. You're passionate about it. You are desperate for God. And guess what? Desperate people before God, they get resolved. How do you think Hannah got a child? She was so passionate, even the church thought she was drunk. I tell people all the time, your praise is no praise until it get on somebody's nerves. Seek my face. Sometimes I've been be listening to some of you pray, and it just stinks. I said, this don't make no sense. You're talking to God who woke you up this morning. You're talking to God. People are dying right and left of COVID-19, but you are still here. That's enough to shout every day. That's enough to, to, to give God the glory. Say, I'm still here. Lord, I thank you. You don't have to wait until you go to buy your classy before you get excited. He says, seek my face. Pursue me. Go after me. Show me. Then he said, you need to turn from your wicked ways. Can I be real with this morning? All of us got wicked ways. Even your pastor. Oh, my God. The preacher. Yes, I said it. Every one of us. 
got some wicked ways. So you either turn to God or you turn to sin. You, can't, you cannot turn to both at the same time. God is saying, repent. What does it mean to repent? We make things so complicated. It means you're going this way before, and then you make a U-turn. That's what repentance is all about. Like the prodigal son, you come to the point, you say, something ain't right with it. Amen. If you turn to God, he said he will hear you, he will forgive you, and he will restore your land. Restoring means healing your land. Please permit me to remind everybody, this year, by faith, we decree and declare, it's going to be a year of restoration. Can I have an amen? amen? Oh, my time is precious. So how do we pray? How do you pray and get resolved? Even the disciples of Jesus Christ, Luke chapter 11 verse 1, they ask him, teach us how, how to. See, this thing I'm teaching you is very important. You just don't say I'm saved. You need to know how to. How to be delivered. How to be healed. How to be filled. How to pray. How to prosper. The disciples say, John taught his own disciples how to pray. When are you going to teach us how to pray? Let me close with a practical example from the word of God. You remember the woman with the issue of blood. She is a classic example of what you need to do when it comes to prayer. And I'll leave you alone. When you get home, read Mark chapter 5. From verse 25 through verse 35. Let me quickly point out a few things she did that all of us must do. You all remember her story. She was sick for 12 years. She suffered many things. She's been to many doctors. She spent everything she got. She was not getting better. Her condition was getting worse. Did I very much get it right? Those were the facts of the case. Now, let's see some lessons we can learn from this woman. Lesson number one, this is what you do to have a successful prayer. This is how you pray. Number one, verse 28, Mark chapter 5, verse 28, the Bible says, for she said. That's right. But you got to say something. How do you pray? I'm a close mouth with staff. You got to say it. Amen. Whether you're saying something positive or negative is really up to you. 
Many of us will stay defeated because of what we are saying. For she said. Can you imagine if she starts saying, well, I'm sick and tired of being sick. It's been 12 years. Everybody been getting on my nerve. All the doctors too much. I might as well die. Guess what she's going to? Yes, she will die. But notice, that's not what she's saying. Amen. She started to say positive things. In your prayer, learn to say positive things. And don't stop praying and then spend the rest of the day contradicting what you prayed about. Because now you are canceling out what you said. So when you wake up, say something good about yourself. Say something good about your children. Say something good about your family. Say something good about your marriage. Say something good about your ministry. Say something good about your city. Say something good about your state. Say something good about your nation. Say something good about your governor. Say something good about your president. Say something good about your own self. On the highway, say something. In your kitchen, say something. In the shower, say something. I mean, before you go to bed, say something. You want to get results, you got to say it. You got to say it. Whatever you want from God, say it. If you want to be healed, say it. If you want to be blessed, say it. If you want to start working again, say it. If you want to be able to rest at night, say it. Whatever you want. The problem is that many of us, because of religion, we went to school of talking ourselves into struggle. We talk ourselves into poverty. You see, a good-looking sister, you say, sister, you look good today. There ain't nothing good about it. People walking around. I'm believing God for a good spouse for you. No, ain't nobody want me. And all of heaven say, you're right. Nobody wants you. Why should they want you? With your negative. <laughs> so what is my warning to you? Don't let your situation your condition, your circumstance, dictate what you're going to say. Not only am I saying you have to say something, but you've got to be careful what you say. If you don't have nothing good to say, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, this woman was very sick. Yes, this woman has spent a lot of money. Yes, this woman has been disappointed. Yes, her condition is getting worse. But notice what she said. For she said, for she said something. 
And secondly, she says something good. She said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. So what I'm trying to tell you, what you are saying every day is a form of prayer. It will make you or break you. It's up to you. So stop talking yourself into doubts and unbelief and failure and struggle. The Bible says you will have what you say. Another thing you need to do, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to successful prayer, not only do you have to say something, you have to do what you say. Mark chapter 5, verse 27, you see this woman, what she did? She heard Jesus is nearby. Guess what she did? She pressed. Guess what she did? She touched. Many of you, you are saying something, but you ain't doing nothing. Pastor James said, faith without work. It's not, <laughs> he didn't say he might die. He said he's dead. Ladies and gentlemen, we need your action. Whether you live in defeat or in victory will determine it's going to be based on your action. Don't just ask God for something. Don't just say something. Put what you say into action. Amen. This woman was nobody. In their society, she was nobody. She couldn't even come to the public. But the day she touched Jesus, she became somebody. Hallelujah. Likewise, if you're a preacher like me, but you didn't touch Jesus, you're nobody. If you're a deacon or a deaconess or you're the president of the willing to do committee, it don't matter. Or you're the chair of the frog jumping contest in the church. Until you touch Jesus. Are you still here? Another thing you need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is that this woman received. It's not enough for God to, to do something. You have to receive. How do you receive? You remember in the book of Acts chapter 14, Apostle Paul was preaching, and there was a man in the audience. He was crippled all of his Then Paul said, I noticed that he has faith to receive. He got faith, all right, but he stayed crippled. Until Paul said, hey, stand up and start walking. And guess what? He got up, action, and he started walking. So he received what was said to him. 
You'll be amazed. If I tell you stand up, many of you will still be sitting down. You heard me, but you did not receive. Many of our prayer life is wobbling because we are saying a lot of things, but we did not receive. This woman, the Bible says in, in verse 29, Mark chapter 5, verse 29, he f- she felt something in her body. You know what that means? She received something. Even a woman cannot get pregnant until she receives. Anything you do is fertility exercise until that woman receives. And nobody shouting now. The Bible is not complicated. When was the last time you received? There's always power present to heal you. There's always power present to bless you. There's always opportunity. Heaven is broadcasting 24-7. Somebody is getting blessed right now. Why not you? But you got to receive. I'm going to ask all of you to stand to your feet. My time is up. Maybe somebody is here today. And you want to receive from the Lord. My prayer folks, come up here. The first place to start is to receive Jesus into your life. And say, Lord, I'm inviting you into my business. I've tried to do it on my own. I'm talking about my own self now. I tried. It didn't work. But there comes a time. Like the prodigal son, I came to myself. I said, I'm tired of religion. Find you somebody right here. Ask for prayer. Receive the grace to be set free. You'll be amazed how many people in the house of God suffering. Suffering from addiction. Suffering from pornography. Suffering their mind. Smoking. Crack cocaine. Tobacco, alcohol. You say, Lord, I need deliverance. You'll be surprised how many of you have loved ones in trouble right now. You can stand in the gap for that man, for that brother, for that sister. Say, somebody pray for my sister. You know, instead, what we do, we'll be exchanging text messages. And I just, I'll be shaking my head. You see, I want you all to pray for me. Is that action? What are you saying with your own mouth? What action are you taking? You want somebody to pray for you, but you cannot come to prayer meeting. We offer prayer meeting to you. Every Monday morning, 7 a.m. in the morning, 
you can pray with the pastor. Every Wednesday, we offer you prayer through live stream. Every Friday, Pastor Jovian, another opportunity to, to be prayed for. Then Sunday morning, Pastor Dating, I mean, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. They say, no, uh, uh, they just, let's just send a text. Let's send a sister Gail and the rest of the gang will pray for me. Really? Do you think this is some kind of a joke? <laughs> well, let me just put my name on the list and let the saint, the saint that you're asking to pray for you, they need prayer themselves. But why not take action? Why not step up by faith and say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of men and women. Help our prayer life, oh God. Heaven wants to hear from you and me. Lord, I pray for grace. Grace. Grace to pray. Grace to connect with God. Grace to invest time with God. Grace to plug in our prayer life to that power source daily in the name of Jesus. It is so in Jesus' name. Let me give you assignment class. Every one of you, you know what you need to do? 24 hours you're given by God. All of us got it. In first, at least 10 minutes. That's good. 10 minutes. Do you know how many minutes are in 24 hours? There's a lot. In first, 10 minutes to pray. 10 minutes to study the word of God. 10 minutes to worship. See? I am your pastor. I have the, the authority to give you an assignment. Just like you give me an assignment. It was a job to be able to go to the hospital, to go to nursing home, to go and bless your home and pray for your children. But now I'm giving you an assignment. That's good. Ten minutes in a day with God. Ten minutes of prayer. Ten minutes of worship. Ten minutes of Bible study. Believe me when I tell you, if you do this assignment, your life will never be the same again. Amen. Minister Terrence, take it. Amen. How you doing, my friend? Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise, everybody. The man of God has gave us an assignment. And we encourage you to go to your prayer room this week and practice those things that he's talked about and make sure that you connect with your power source. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on, see, we say, come on in the room. Come on, come on like this. Jesus, Jesus is Can I get a witness here right on the top? And 
have one-on-one -on -one time with God, that we use prayer as our weapon, and that we spend time with him and invite him into our business. Amen. Clap those hands.
Sister, will you help me lift Jesus up? Brother, will you help me lift Jesus up? 